Next Chapter Podcasts. Hey, Play On Podcast listeners. I want you to be a part of the cast. Become a supporting cast member with Play On Podcasts for just $5 a month. Get in-depth interviews featuring some of the most brilliant artists working today. I talk to actors, playwrights, directors, and producers from the worlds of theater and Hollywood, pulling back the curtain on why they got into their profession, why these stories are so relevant today, and providing context on the process of making these plays in the podcast format. You'll enjoy ad-free episodes of the Play On podcast series, and maybe even a gift or two. Head over to playonpodcasts.com Click Supporting Cast and join the club today. We so love creating this content for you, and we hope you'll support us so we can bring you inside this rejuvenated, reimagined Shakespearean world. Join the cast. Supporting Cast. Go to ncpodcasts.com. Next Chapter Podcasts, in collaboration with Fiasco Theatre, presents the Play On podcast series, Measure for Measure. Episode 5. Death is a Great Disguiser. For the best listening experience, be sure to use headphones or earbuds. Let your own intellect judge what is true, and banish falsehoods hiding in plain view. He has a garden walled around with brick whose western side is with a vineyard backed. And to this vineyard, there's a wooden gate that one may open with this larger key. This other key commands a little door, which from the vineyard to the garden leads. There have I made my promise in the heavy middle of the night to call upon him. There's little else to say when you depart from him, but soft and low. Remember now, my brother. Fear me not, Isabel. Are we agreed? I will take on the enterprise, Father. If you advise it. Not only is it my advice, but my entreaty, too. Fear me not, Father. Uh, Nor, gentle daughter, fear you not at all. He is your husband on a pre-contract. To bring you thus together is no sin. Know that the justice of your betrothal will redeem the deceit. Come, let us go. Our corn we cannot reap until our tithe we sow. Come here, Sir Pompey. <clears throat> can you cut off a man's head? If the man is a bachelor, ma'am, I can. But if he's a married man, then he's his wife's head. And I can never cut off a woman's head. Come, <laughs> sir. Spare me your jokes and give me a direct answer. Whoa. Tomorrow morning, Claudio and Barnardine are to die. We have here in our prison a general executioner who in his office lacks a helper. If you will take it upon yourself to assist him, you will be released from your shackles. If not, you will serve out the full term of your imprisonment and upon your release have a pitiless whipping. For you have been a notorious procurer of vices. Ma'am, I have been an unlawful procurer for as long as I can remember. But I'm now content to serve as a lawful hangman. I would be glad to receive some instruction from my fellow partner. Great. 
Hello, Porson? Uh, Porson, are you there? You call oh, me? Jesus Christ. Sir, mm. this fellow will help you tomorrow with your execution. If you like him, agree with him on an annual wage and let him reside here with you. If not, mm -hmm. use him for a time and then dismiss him. He can claim no superiority over you. He is a pimp. A pimp, ma'am? Defy yes, upon him. He will discredit our mystery. Get to your business, sir. Your sins weigh equally. A feather would tip the scale. Uh, please, sir, by your good favor. Oh, for certainly, sir, you are well favored, though you do have a hanging look. Do you call, sir, your occupation a mystery? Aye, sir, a mystery. Well, painting, sir, I have heard say is a mystery, and whores, sir, being members of my profession, employ the art of painting, thus proving my occupation a mystery. But what mystery there might be in hanging, I'll be hanged, but I cannot imagine. Sir, it is a mystery. Uh, prove it. <clears throat> Thief dons the clothes of an honest man. See? Thief says, oh no, they're too small. But the honest man says, no, they're just right. If the clothes is too big on the thief, yeah. the honest man still says, no, they're just right. Okay. And so it is that the honest man's clothes uh -huh. fit your thief every time. <laughs> Whoa. I have no clue what you're saying. Are you agreed? Hey, ma'am, I will serve him. For I do find Hangman to be a more penitent trade than Pimp, as he oftener asks forgiveness. Great. You, sir, prepare your block and axe for tomorrow, four o'clock. Come along, Pimp. I will instruct you in my trade. Yeah. Follow. I wish to learn, sir, and hope if you have occasion to use me when your own turn comes, that you shall find me well prepared. For truly, sir, for your kindness, ah, I owe you a good turn. Whoa! All right, all right. That's good. Who we killing first? <sighs> now to see Barnardine and Claudio. The one has my pity, not a jot the other, since he's a murderer, even if he were my brother. Look. Here's a warrant, Claudio, for your death. It's now dead midnight, and by eight tomorrow, you will be made immortal. How's Barnardine? Oh, as fast locked up in sleep as hard work lays out a laborer's bones at the end of a day. He will not wake. Who can do him any good? Well, go, prepare yourself. Listen, what's that? Heaven give your spirits comfort. Time will tell. I hope this is a pardon or reprieve for the most gentle Claudio. Welcome, Father. The best and wholesomest spirits of the night envelop you, good provost. Who called here of late? None since the curfew rung. Not Isabel? No. Hmm. They will before long. What comfort is there for Claudio? There is some in hope. You have no countermand for Claudio yet, but that he die tomorrow? No, sir, none. Hmm. As near to dawning, provost, as it is, you shall hear more by morning. Perhaps you know something? Yet I believe there comes no countermand. We have no hint of such. Besides, Lord Angelo has publicly, upon the very seat of justice, professed the opposite. He is a harsh deputy. <sighs> not, not so. Lord Angelo's life parallels the stroke of his great justice perfectly. 
With holy abstinence, he himself subdues that which he spurs his power to correct in others. Now, were he stained with that same sin which he rectifies, he'd be tyrannous. But this being not so, he is just. And here comes Claudio's pardon. Provost, go receive it. This is a gentle provost. It is rare to find the steely jailer friend to men. Friar, it's a message from Angelo. Now, friend, what news? I pray you, let us hear. Whatsoever you may hear to the contrary, see that Claudio is executed by 4 a.m., and in the afternoon, Barnardine, for my better satisfaction, have Claudio's head sent to me by 5 See that this is duly performed with a certainty that more depends upon it than you can possibly know. So do not fail in your office, as you will answer for it at your own peril. What do you say to that, sir? Who is this uh, Barnardine who is to be executed in the afternoon? A bohemian born and in Vienna nursed and raised. One who's been a prisoner here these nine years. Why has the absent duke not delivered him either to his liberty or his death? I have heard that it was his habit to regularly do so. His friends obtained reprieves for him. And indeed his crime, until now, in the time of Lord Angelo, had not with certainty been proven. It is now certain? Most manifestly, and not denied by himself. Well, has he borne himself penitently in prison? How does he seem to be affected? <laughs> a man who perceives death as no more dreadful than a drunken sleep. Careless, reckless, and fearless of what's past, present, or to come. Insensible of mortality, yet desperately mortal. Hmm. He needs advising. He will hear no counsel. He has the liberty of the prison. Give him leave to escape, and he would not. He's drunk many times a day, if not many days, entirely drunk. Several times, we have woken him as if to take him to execution, showing him a false warrant for it. And it has not moved him at all. <laughs> well, more on him later. I see written on your brow, Provost, honesty and constancy. Now, if I am wrong, my usual skills deceive me. But I'll boldly trust my wits and take this chance. Claudio, whom you have here a warrant to execute, is no more forfeit to this law than Angelo who has sentenced him. <gasps> to prove this beyond a doubt, I need but four days' respite, to which end I ask of you a courtesy both immediate and dangerous. Pray, sir, how? Delay his death. But how can I? Having the hours specified and an express command under penalty to deliver yes, yes. his head to Angelo. Yes. I'll trade places with Claudio if I cross these instructions, even in the slightest. Now, by the vow of my order, I will guarantee your safety if you allow my instructions to guide you. Have Barnadine executed this morning and take his head to Angelo. Angelo has seen them both and will recognize the face. Oh, no, no. Death is a great disguiser, and you can supplement. Shave the head and tie the beard and say it was the desire of the penitent to be so prepared before his death. Now, you know the practice is common. If anything falls upon you on account of this, beyond my thanks by the saint whom I profess, I will defend you with my own life. Forgive me, good father, but this breaks my oath. Well, were you sworn to the duke or to the deputy? To the duke and to his substitutes. Then you will feel that you have committed no offense if the duke approves the justice of your dealings? But what likelihood is there in that? No likelihood, but a certainty. Yet, since I see you fearful, and neither my robes, integrity, nor persuading can ease you, I will go further than I intended to allay all your fears. Here, 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 look here. This is the signature and seal of the Duke. 
You know his hand, I doubt not, and the signet is not foreign to you. I know them both. Contained within is news of the imminent return of the Duke. Now you may read it at your leisure, and you will discover that within two days he will be here. Now this is something Angelo does not know, for he this very day receives letters of a strange tenor, perchance of the Duke's death, perchance that he is entering some monastery, but none of those is true. Look, the morning star calls up the shepherd. Don't waste time in amazement at how these things came to be. Difficulties are easier when one's task is clear. Call your executioner and off with Barnardine's head. I will at once provide him counsel and advise him to a better place. Still you stand amazed, but this letter will resolve you. Come, it is almost dawn. Red Bull Theatre, in association with Fiasco Theatre, present The Night of the Burning Pestle by Francis Beaumont, running April 18th to May 14th, 2023 at the Lucille Lortel Theatre. Tickets on sale soon. One of the first parodies of the English theatre, this Elizabethan comedy is a joyful romp that celebrates our collective capacity to improvise and natural desire to be centre stage. A play about the elopement of star-crossed lovers called The London Merchants is about to be performed when an unexpected interruption occurs. The actors adapt and invent a new story, an outrageous quest called The Night of the Burning Pestle, which takes over the stage in hilariously disruptive ways. Everyone shares in the triumph of love, adventure, and the anything-can-happen nature of live theater. Visit FiascoTheater.com for more information. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Hey, hey, hey! Welcome one, welcome all! This is Pompey Bum, coming to you straight from prison on this inaugural podcast titled Bars. A subject upon which I speak with authority, having tended many bars in my time, and now finding myself behind some. <laughs> but you... Coming in for visiting hours. Isn't it a treat for you to sit in your cars and on your couches, in massage parlors, or on a treadmill, out for a run with your earpods in, safe and sound in the knowledge that such unsavory villains as myself are safely locked away, laughing it up at the antics of these silly nuns and kooky dukes? Why, you'd never find yourself in such unsavory circumstances, would you? Well, but from my perspective, that being the gutter, I say to you, dear listener, that I have as many good friends amongst yourselves as I do in Mistress Overdone's own whorehouse. I sure do. But there are sinners amongst you aplenty. Uh, like you, Master Subprime. Sitting in your beamer with the blau-punked blasting. Making your bonuses selling houses made of paper, didn't you? And you huffed and puffed and blew them down. The pigs, they never caught you. <laughs> Instead, you hid down a well until your bailout. 
And you, Master Shale Oil. Oh, you'll stick your pipeline where you please, be the lady willing or not. You'll swear the condom won't break, but it springs a leak every time. Mend your ways, Master Shale. Our nation runs low on unpolluted women and drinking water alike. And Master Troll, the internet bully. And Master... Is this a roofie in my pocket, or am I just happy to see you? And Master All Lives Matter, tilting at windmills while your house burns. <gasps> and of course, Fancy Master Elite, the absentee liberal. Well, you're definitely out there. A Shakespeare podcast? Ho, oh, oh, ho, oh. Don't mind if I do. You're feeling especially smug, aren't you? Hmm. Tell me. Do you pay your nanny on the books? Do you? Do you pay all your taxes? Do you? Do you do the right thing or just say the right thing? And the last time you slipped and fell in this game of life, did you pay a price? Feel true fear? Or did you bounce right back on that safety net we call privilege? Hmm, <laughs> hmm. Oh, yeah. You're definitely listening. And I think at least 40 more. All great doers in our trade. Now let's hear you cry in vain for the Lord's aid. Hey! Oh, shit. Uh, uh, this has been an episode of Bars. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week for... Put that microphone Okay, down, right, okay, sir. okay, okay. It's not for the likes of you to speak to the public. That's reserved for upstanding citizens of good moral fiber. To work now! To work! Is the axe upon the block, Sir Pompey? At the ready, sir. Sir, bring Barnadine forth. Ooh, uh, Master Barnadine! You must rise and be hanged! Master Barnadine! Mm. Hello, Barnadine! Curse your throats! Who makes that noise? Who are you? Oh, your friend, sir, the hangman. Please be so good, sir, as to rise and be put to death. Away, villain! I'm sleepy! Tell him he must awake, and quickly, too. Please, Master Barnardine, awake just until you are executed, and then sleep thereafter. Uh, go fetch him. Uh, oh, oh, he's coming, sir. He's coming. Uh, hey, yo, a poor son. What's new with you? It's a poison. Truly, sir, I ask you to clap your hands in prayer, for look you, the warrants come. You villain, I've been drinking all night. I'm not fit for it. Oh, all the better, sir. For he that drinks all night and is hanged in the early morning will sleep the sounder all the next day. Uh, who this dude? Look, sir, here comes your confessor. Now, do you think we're joking? <clears throat> uh, sir, induced by my charity and hearing how hastily you are to depart, I have come to advise you, comfort you, and pray with you. Friar, not I. I have been drinking hard all night, and we'll have more time to prepare. 
They can beat my brains out with sticks, but I'll not consent to die this day. But, That's certain. But, but sir, you, you, you must, and therefore I, I beseech you, look forward on this journey that you must make. I swear I'll not die today on any man's <laughs> persuasion. No, but hear me, sir. Not a word. S sir. If you have anything to say to me, come to my cell, for I'll not leave it today. <sighs> Now, sirs, how did you find the prisoner? A creature unprepared, unfit for death, and to transport him in this state of mind is damnable. Father, here in the prison, there died this morning of a cruel fever, one Ragazine. Do you know him? Ragazine? He's the most notorious pirate. A man of Claudio's what? age, his beard and hair of the same color. What, what? if... We forget Barnardine till he's better prepared and satisfy the deputy with a head of Ragazine. Much more like Claudio's. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What? This is an accident that heaven sends. <laughs> we'll deliver it at once. The hour decreed by Angelo draws near. See that his head is sent according to command, mm. while I persuade this rude wretch willingly to die. It shall be done, good father, and at once. Yes. But yes. Uh, Barnardine must die this afternoon. And how shall we conceal young Claudio and save me from the danger that results if he has found alive? Put them in secret holds, both Barnardine and Claudio, and before the sun has twice made its salute to those outside this prison, you will see your safety is secured. I am your servant. Quick, go and send the head to Angelo. And now will I write letters to Angelo. The provost will bear them, and the contents shall tell him that I now am near to home and that I needs must make a grand return and enter Vienna publicly. I'll have him meet me at the city gates, and from there, with cool head and with a well-balanced grasp, we will proceed with Angelo. Here's the head! Oh, oh, God! Uh, sorry, God. sorry, I I'll carry it myself. This is convenient. Now, make swift return. I must confer with you on such subjects that want no ear but yours. I'll make all speed. Good, 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 good. Oh, oh God. Oh. Peace be here. Hello. Oh. oh, the voice of Isabel. She's come to hear whether her brother's pardon has arrived. But I must keep her in the dark for now. I will provide comfort for her despair, but when she least expects it. <sighs> the Play On podcast series Measure for Measure was translated into modern English verse by Aditi Brennan Kapil and directed by Jesse Austrian. The cast is as follows. Kimberly Chatterjee as Aeschylus, Juliet, and Mariana. Noah Brody as Pompey. Emily Young as Isabella and Mistress Overdone. Ben Steinfeld as Lucio and Froth. Andy Grote-Lucian as Duke. Tina Chillip as Provost and Francisca. Devin E. Hawk as Claudio, Barnadine, and Second Gentleman. Paco Tolson as Elbow, Aporson, Friar Peter, and First Gentleman. Paul L. Coffey as Angelo. Jesse Austrian as receptionist and miscellaneous voices. Michael Goodfriend, miscellaneous voices. Casting by the Telsey Office, Karen Castle CSA and Ada Karamanian. Voice and text coach, Julie Foe. 
Episode scripts were adapted and produced by Catherine Eaton and Nat Cassidy. Original music composition, sound design, and mix by Lindsay Jones. Sound engineering by Sadaharu Yagi. Mix engineer and dialogue editor Larry Walsh and Robert McNabb. Podcast mastering by Greg Cortez at New Monkey Studio. Coordinating producer, Transcend Streaming, Kira Bowie and Liana Keys. Managing producer, Robert Capadona. Executive producer, Michael Goodfriend. The Senior Manager of Business Operations and Partnerships at Next Chapter Podcast is Sally Cade Holmes. The Play On Podcast series Measure for Measure is produced by Next Chapter Podcasts in collaboration with Fiasco Theatre and is made possible by the generous support of the Hits Foundation. Visit ncpodcast.com for more about the Play On Podcast series. Visit playonshakespeare.org for more about Play On Shakespeare. Visit fiascotheater.com to learn more about their exciting upcoming productions and workshops. Hear more about the Play on Shakespeare podcast series by subscribing to Play on Premium at ncpodcasts.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists, producers, and engineers who brought it all to life. And remember, let your own intellect judge what is true and banish falsehoods hiding in plain view. Next chapter podcasts.